and we're cooking. Welcome back to the Welfare Business Podcast with I, me, with me, <laughs> Connor Benham. Let's move that mic a little bit closer. There we go. Listen, and uh, the evil, already? bald genius. Are you laughing because there is a rug that I am trying to sell in the background? No, no, I'm, I'm laughing at your hairdo, actually. <laughs> God. See, the problem is I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I had a serious chat with Tamsin this morning. I said to her, Tamsin, the butcher's fucking ruined me. Yeah, I like having my long hair, and right now I look like a prick. Can I just shave it? Like, is, is that is that a deal breaker for you if I shave my hair? And she went, yes, that is a deal breaker for me. Hang on a minute. You are trying to tell me this is fucking Connor, the CEO stoic is having to ask his girlfriend for permission to shave his hair. Well, she you looks like a fucking millennial, man. See, th this is my thinking, yeah? Do I care about my hair? To an extent. To an extent, yeah? I, I, if I have a choice, I prefer having it a little bit longer how it was in the last few episodes, yeah? But this, not too happy with. So I'd rather just shave it. You just but want to be like I'm very aware that Tamsin looks at me way more than I look at myself. So ultimately, she should make that decision. Dude, that is pathetic. You are asking your girlfriend for permission to yeah, shave permission. your own fucking head. Is it a deal breaker? A deal breaker. So you're you're trying to tell me the lovely Tamsin, and I've met Tamsin, and she's a lovely mm -hmm. girl. She's solid, she's sound, she's intelligent, good girl. Good looking. She ticks all the boxes. Are you really telling me she is so superficial? She would reject you because you got a bald head. Well, according to my question, yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you ask permission, not forgiveness. Well, I didn't technically ask permission. I said, Tamsin, I want to shave my head. Would that be a deal for you? Well, that's, out that's a distinction without a difference. Well, actions have consequences, John. Yeah. What's she going to do? Fucking McMahon for six months. I would much rather have my lovely girlfriend in a shit haircut than a bald head and not my lovely girlfriend. I'll tell you what, if your girlfriend would leave you because you shaved your head, you'd probably need a new girlfriend anyway. I mean, would she actually leave me? No, it's empty shirts at the end of the day. Yeah, but am I willing to take... Oh, am I going to take that risk? You are so pathetic! <laughs> No, no, when I shaved uh, my head some 20 odd years ago, I fucking hoped my wife would leave me. She didn't. I'm not the point. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference. She, she waited a while. <laughs> she waited a while, but <laughs> that wasn't uh, Mrs. EDG, just to be clear. Fuck yourself, you, 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 you old bastard with your bald head. Oh, where have we go? I knew this was coming. Old, where old, have you old. been recently? Osteopath. <laughs> yeah, why is that, eh? Because I'm old. Yeah. Well, old man doctor. The reason I went, he'd actually he, he attended to two things. One was my groin strain, which he thinks is hip degeneration. He was basically saying you want to think about a hip replacement in the next ten to twenty years, so decade onwards. So uh, maybe we'll see. But also, this is it was a groin strain, so he could be right. Of course, he could. I'm not saying he's not. But also, I'm not convinced because it stems from a groin strain several years ago. It could be both, of course. I could have had the groin strain and the, the pain for, of a degenerating hip, and maybe they could be connected in some way. I don't know. But the reason I went was because of my neck. 
<laughs> people are going to laugh at this, so it might bear some explaining. Although it's a typically male thing, I know. Back in June, late, well, between late June and early July, I was in my gym and I was doing some shrugs and something fucking pinged in the back of my neck and I thought, that ain't normal, that shouldn't be happening. So I stopped the workout and it didn't filter and it hurt for a few weeks, a couple of weeks, and then it went away. No, because that's what these things do. So I left it and for some reason it, it, it came back in a different place and it was quite, it's right under my occipital, it's almost rather the, the, some mast, not the mastoid, but it's, it's in this area. And it, it's a very localized pain when I do certain things. And I, I, I did the, the thing that most men do, and I do it more than probably most because while I'm autistic, um, and that Alexa it. So these things don't worry me. So I don't have a pain to think, oh my God, that could be cancer. Let me go and get it sorted out. I just think, yeah, it's like I'm covered in cuts and bruises all the time. And I just think, oh, I've cut myself. And I forget. And Sarah will say, Mrs. EBG, she'll say, John, what, what on earth have you done to yourself? I go, well, I don't know. I don't remember. I just cut myself, I think. So most men don't get themselves sorted out anyway. And I'm right on the other, right at the fucking, the wrong end of the spectrum for this. You know, I really don't take care of cuts and bruises and bumps and, and injuries. I, I know I should. It's, it's so ironic I'll take care of my general health, but don't take care of myself and injure myself. Anyway. So I did the typical male thing and left it. Went to the physio and, and she did a couple of sessions and she, she found it was really painful. She said, I just don't know what this is. You probably want to go get an MRI or see if it, uh, an osteopath or a chiropractor. Now, I'm not going to say a chiropractor because that's mostly pseudoscientists. Mm. But osteopaths, their stuff is evidence-based. And why I'm saying this now will become apparent in a few minutes. Um, so I went to see uh, osteopathy, osteopathy is evidence-based within the limits of what they do. Muscles, connective tissue, and bones. <laughs> all right. So I went yesterday and he fucking tweaked my neck. And he, it, I need to go back again, but it's already I can feel a difference. And he did my hip as well. That feels a bit better too. So that's why I went to the osteopath. Nate, that was really a really long-winded way of saying I'm an old man with a bad neck. <laughs> it is, isn't it, really? <laughs> I want to yeah. explain why I'm an old man with a bad neck. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... If you ever need to get re-diagnosed, I would just show them the, the <laughs> beginning of this podcast. Well, it's funny you should say that because this is my first first consultation with this guy. So he does a medical history thing. And he, I think he began to wish he hadn't asked, you know. <laughs> I was born at a very young age, that kind of thing. It started out and I gave him a full history, he died to glazing over. But in that, in that topic of conversation, it came up that I was autistic, of course. And it, it was relevant because it one of the, the, the reasons my neck was injured in the first place, I mean, I carry an awful lot of stress. As you know, the things going on in my life, I'm incredibly stressed. If there was someone living in, in my situation, not to be stressed would be impossible, I'm sure. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't I don't feel st the stress like normal human beings. I mean, it's there, but I don't don't feel it and the first generally speaking the first indication i get is the almost irrational urge to drink alcohol now i know that's there i just don't give in to it just don't do it but also i carry a lot of tension in my tops of my shoulders and my neck and things and my the, the, the lady who does my massage says this um caroline and this guy said i can you know your neck your neck is locked solid and it's stress and stuff but anyway i, I kind of got 
from the autism thing, maybe something subliminal, I could pick it. I thought, he's one of those. Not one of those is who we can apparent in the mind. But I know in a lot of this, a lot, a lot of these, these therapists, their, 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 their self belief in their, their, uh, their expertise extends beyond what they're trained in. Right? Yeah. Which is why we have dentists making proclamations on diet and things. Of course. You know, yeah, it's fucking shoe button complex. So I, I just got this sense that this was going to happen. So I'm lying there on my side and he's fiddling with my back and he just kind of clears his throat. He goes, well, did you, uh, did you get any reaction to the, um, to the vaccines? And I thought, here we fucking go. I know exactly where this is going. Now, this is one of the advantages we Aspies have. We know we we see patterns and connections where other people don't, or we see them a lot faster. So I knew exactly what was going through this guy's head, and I said, "Well, yeah, one of the best side effects was actually not dying from easily preventable diseases. That was pretty cool." Now, to any normal person, I think you'd realise, then, okay, this guy is not going to be receptive to my message, and he knows what yeah. my message is. Yeah. Now he carried on regardless, and he starts going on about fucking vaccines and autism i'm saying a lot of autistic children who've been vaccinated well of course you fucking have because every fucking child nearly is vaccinated including the autistic one now the thing is he was picking on the wrong guy here because it very quickly became apparent to him i mean i could tell straight away but it quickly became apparent to him that one i was vastly more informed on vaccines than he is two I am vastly more informed on autism than he is. And three, I am vastly more informed in critical thinking than he is. Because he was trying out all this fucking stuff. I, I, said, I pointed out to him, I said, Wakefield was a fraud. He lost his medical license because he was a fraud. He said, well, no, he was a, it's because he was um, anti-establishment. I said, well, he had shares in the company that were creating a replacement for the MMR vaccine. So it was within his interests to get the MMR vaccine called into question because they started to bring on this, this corporate about big pharma. I said, so Wakefield was driven by money. This, this, is, this is documented history. This is not make-believe. And I pointed him to the, what's called the Skeptical Raptor. He's got a, a, a blog post with 164 peer-reviewed medical papers from experts in the field of immunology and epidemiology and autism categorically showing there is no link between autism and um, vaccines. Well, actually there is, right? And that is a disproportionate number of vaccine researchers are autistic. So actually autism causes vaccines. (laughs) That's the only link there is. And he just, in the end, he just went, well, well, anyway, I'm I'm not an expert. (laughs) Then why the fuck are you giving me an opinion on fucking vaccines and autism when you just said you're an expert? Why would you do that? Now, here's the thing. Let me, let me quickly finish because I want to say something before we get into why this is relevant to everyone listening. I was going to just let it go and think nothing of it and, and maybe get him to finish treating my neck and then have a serious conversation with him about this because I think it was utterly inappropriate. I don't think I can do that because here's why. Not only was it incredibly rude to me as an individual, think about it. Mm-hmm. You're, he's basically saying, you're damaged goods and here's why. Have you ever thought why that might be? It didn't f- stop for a moment to think, hey, maybe this guy likes being autistic. Maybe being autistic is just different and not actually broken. You know? 
He's treating me as if I've got an injury I should fucking complain about. Dude, my injury, uh-uh, so to speak, means I've got an IQ far higher than yours. I can think critically better than you can. And I'm not fucking an idiot like you are. But also, I also, I also know this guy treats children. Okay, and babies. What I'd imagine is happening is having these same kinds of conversations with mostly mothers, I'd imagine. With young babies who want, who want the best for their children, and are not as well informed as I am on autism, or vaccines, or critical thinking, and they're taking his opinion as actual medical advice he's not qualified to give. Well, that ain't right, and I don't want I don't want to. And I think by remaining silent on this, so I'm actually party to that. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to find another osteopath, I suspect, and and then I'm going to if if I can, I'm going to put in a complaint to him. I complain to the governing body if there is one, professional body. Um, and maybe to the Autistic Society as well of Ireland to see if there's anything. Because they, I'm sure they must want to know this kind of bollocks. It's, it's wrong. It's unequivocally wrong. He should not be doing that. He should keep fucking quiet. He's not there to give vaccine advice. He's there to fucking treat bones, ligaments, and joints, and muscles. Nothing else. Well, that is the importance of staying in your own lane, isn't it, John? Well, yeah. Because the follow-on from that is what he was doing could actually have life-threatening consequences for some people. Yeah. But we see it every day on social media in particular, especially LinkedIn. We see people in business having opinions about things they are just not qualified to have at all and pass it off as advice. I think pass it's informed the, advice. Uh, yeah, informed advice. We live in a world where there, there seems to be this this urge, this expectation to have an opinion on everything. Well, and that's my opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion. Yeah, you are. But you're not entitled to your own fucking facts, you know? Mm -hmm. And having, not having an opinion, especially in the field of business, is more honourable and builds more trust, which everyone seems hell-bent in building nowadays in various nefarious fucking year-long ways. But the easiest way to do that is to hold your hands up and say, yeah, no opinion on that. I don't have enough information. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, that doc, he's in the medical field. So having opinions on other fields of medicine and the world of medical will come across as expertise to those who are uninformed. Exactly. That's exactly why it's dangerous. It's like us exactly. giving HR opinions well, and HR advice. That's exactly the example I gave to, to Holly and, and Mrs. EBG this morning. You know, I know a lot about a lot of things, but if you came to me in business and said, I, I need advice on HR, I can see why they would ask me that. Because hate to them is business, in the yeah. same way as vaccine comes under the same umbrella. Related, yeah. And I would, I would say, you're asking the wrong bloke. My best advice is to go and get advice from someone who knows what they're talking about. Because I don't. Same that legal contracts. Yeah. You know. Um, and that, that builds a lot of trust. The amount of people that go, yeah, fair enough. Thank you. I appreciate you holding your hands up. And I've even, I've even seen you do it on stage. When yes. people, yeah, even people such as Jordan Peterson, always feel compelled to give an answer, even if the question is, is related to a field in which they would be better off saying, yeah, "Don't know on that one." 
I'll have to go away, have a think, get back to you. But uh, here's another expert you can go talk to. Yeah, I, I do that quite a lot. Now, Jordan Peterson's a good example because he actually did that in Edinburgh. Excuse yeah. me, when I went to Slim, one of the guys in the audience asked about love as an autistic person. And Peterson should have just said, I've got no idea. Yeah. But he didn't. And he rambled. And I sat there like this thinking, just, just shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. On this particular issue, I could answer this question far better than you can. You should just be quiet or say, dude, ask an autistic person who knows what he's talking about because I really don't. But he didn't. He just carried on talking. It was embarrassing. But the thing is, only me and the other autistic people in the room would know that he's talking nonsense. Everyone else would probably think it was gospel truth because it's Jordan Peterson. So whether you're a builder whether you're a coach, consultant, have the bollocks. Because I do think it takes more bollocks to say, I've got no idea, I've got no opinion, than it does to just spout whatever shit is sat at the top of your mind. There is no shame. And in fact, there is honor in saying, yeah, no idea. So if you are a fucking rookie and someone asks you about the plumbing, just hold your hands up. Don't start giving advice on the plumbing. If you are a, I don't know, a business coach nah let's go if you are a life coach don't start giving business advice because i see that a lot as well well and vice versa of course yeah business coaches he's blocked me i'm not quite sure when I, I kind of broadly know why he's blocked me because sometimes i couldn't help myself but i don't know which particular instance he blocked me for but there's a guy on linkedin who's uh, 50 something, he might be exactly 50 actually, 50 years old, but he's, he's frankly, he's fat and he's in really poor shape. He's got skinny chicken legs. He's got chicken arms. He's got a big belly. He's got quite a broad back, but he's just also, he's, you know, he's quite muscular, but he's also carrying a load of fat. And he's, <laughs> he's giving workout and nutrition and bodybuilding advice. And Toby, my mate, it keeps sending me links to his post saying, oh, have you seen the latest one? I says, well, no, he's blocked me. And I say to Toby, this is, he's got to be having a fucking laugh. He cannot be putting that picture up there and saying, would you like to look like this? And he can't, but he can't be surely because he looks like a wreck. And he's getting this guy is completely unqualified to be giving fitness, bodybuilding and nutrition advice. <laughs> he's doing it. And it's just fucking just my head in. When I mean, who would want to lie that? Apart from the jab of the hook, maybe. Bless. I'll tell you his name in a bit when we're off there, but fuck. Yeah, we'll keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. Um no, this is very common. It's called shoe button complex. And it, it, it really is very, very common. It is this and I get why it happens. I think there's I think there's two main reasons I'll, I'll come to in a minute, but it's this thing where people are very that they're accomplished or experts, knowledgeable, skilled, experienced in one area, and they 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 kind of start to believe their own bullshit and think it branches into others. And I think that there are two reasons for that. The what one of them I think is is probably quite benign. It's if you want to help. Yeah. If somebody asks me a question, they might say to me, "Look, my marriage is failing," or. Perhaps that's not the best one because I've actually had two marriages fail, so I do have some experience. 
and, I'm, and, and relationships, I've had several of those. So maybe I do have some experience. I wouldn't claim to be a ex- relationship counselor, but I could give people benefit of a lot of experience. Perhaps, perhaps that's not good, not a good example. But people might say to me, like, uh, I, you're upon fitness and stuff, ain't you? Yeah, I'm all right. Well, you know, I've got, this, I've got this problem with my hip. Can you recommend any exercises? Well, no, I ain't got a fucking clue. I, I, I can think of loads of exercises for your hips, but I could be giving you the wrong one. I, I just don't know. But of course, I'd like to help these people because who wouldn't? Someone's got a bad hip, if I can tell them something to help them. So but if I was a, a less critically minded person or more worried about my ego, I might, I might say, yeah, here's, here's a bunch of things you can do. But see, take those away, see what, see what that does. But in reality, that's the, I could be making it worse. Now, the second reason, and this is exactly why I won't give advice that I'm not qualified to give, is, is people's ego. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really clever. I'm really experienced. I can do this. And if I say no. I can't answer the question, that diminishes me in some way. Well, it's the know-it-all. Yeah. I, I, they believe their own bullshit. Their ego won't allow them to say, I just don't know. Yeah. So ask that question, I would say, look, I've got no idea. You need to, my advice to you, as always, is to speak to a professional. People are well-meaning. I mean, all these people who say, you know, when we get the mental health fucking gimmick going off, they say, my phone is always open. You can ring me anytime if you just want to talk. That's great. It comes from a great place, a a place of of probably genuine reason, genuine desire to help others. But it's bad advice, because what the fuck are you going to say to them? Unless you're a therapist. What are you going to say to someone who rings you up in, in, in a suicidal funk? Well, the only thing you should be saying is speak to a professional. Go to a hospital. Go to a psychiatrist. Ring 999 if you're feeling suicidal. I have got no fucking idea. Ring the Samaritans. They're experts. I'm not. So this, this thing about you can always talk to me, it comes from a place of love, I'm sure. But it's really fucking bad advice for things like that. Unless you're just going to say, look, tell you what, now we're on the phone. Let's go, let's go to the Samaritans. I'll come around and give you a lift. Something like that. You know, just say you can always do something. What are you gonna fucking say to them? I have always thought that, like, and are they just gonna sat there, sit there on the phone, saying, "Nah, mate, life's worth living." Or you've got this. You've got this. Yeah. Clearly, they fucking haven't because they want to go and hang themselves in the barn. Uh, Don't kill yourself. (laughs) Yeah, it's not worth it, mate. Think of your lovely wife and kid. You know, do they really think that suicidal people haven't thought about all these things and they're desperate and they need a professional? So, you know, it, it does come from a place of love and sincerity and all that, but it's really fucking bad advice. The best advice you can give anyone who's got mental health problems is speak to a professional. But it's the same with anything. Anyone who's got a, a, Any problem. a problem which requires expertise to solve speak to a professional but they don't do it I mean how many business owners do we see saying I've got this particular problem in my business can anyone not offer any help and what do we get we get people who are suffering from the same problem and haven't solved it yet either offering their advice or their commiserations and saying yeah I feel like shit too but here's the thing if you ask for people for their advice on how to solve a problem they haven't solved for themselves yet all you will get is advice on how to live with it not advice on how to deal with it. And let me explain the difference for anyone who's fucking in the dark about this. Okay? If I had cancer, okay? Heaven forbid, but imagine I had cancer. If I wanted it treated or cured, I would speak to my 
surgeon friend, Dev, who is a consultant cancer surgeon. And I say, Dev, cut the fucker out, will you? Give me the chemo. That's for treatment or cure. If I wanted advice on how to deal with it and live with it, the pain, the lifestyle changes, etc., the maybe the, the mental the, the effect on my mental health, you know what I would do? I'd probably ask fellow cancer sufferers. You know? Very different things. And they'll, they'll probably be both worthwhile, but let's not get the two confused. Dev's the guy to cure the cancer and cut it out of me. These guys are there to help me get through it all. Is that difficult? No. Well, it, the same thing applies whether it's fucking business or health or anything else, you know? Ask the right people about the right things. So you don't go to your fucking osteopath and ask him about vaccines unless you're a complete fucking idiot. A good one is mould. I remember in my last flat, fucking tons of mould appeared in the bathroom. Black mould. Nasty stuff. And obviously, I just went online, made the mistake of fucking essentially reading the writings of people who are living with mold. They gave a bunch of advice on what will essentially hold it back. And I kind of realized what I was doing at that point. I was like, I've got another job here. Like once a week, I need to apply all these treatments and I'm not curing it. I'm just learning to live with it. Um, so at that point, I just said to the landlord, we got fucking mold. Sort it out. Sort I've been it. doing this. I've been doing this for two weeks. Um, but that's just holding it back you probably need to fucking replace the plasterboard or whatever uh, is there. So he did. He sent someone around and they gutted the bathroom, sorted out the damp, and it was fixed. Yeah, there appeared a period of time and then it came back again and said he wasn't going to do any more, so we moved out. But that's a story for another day. Not difficult, is it? But people won't do it. You know, it's... it's... And the, the, so I think part of the tragedy is... I mean, it's a tragedy in healthcare because sometimes, you know, that there are people following alternative medicine, which is dished out by charlatans, and they're dying. It's killing them. It's fucking tragic. Um, so there is a call by some people to these people should be prosecuted. I, I, I don't... That's, that is a tough one, but as a libertarian, I think, well, caveat emptor. Choices and act plus actions are consequences. If you are daft enough to listen to the wrong people, then it's on you. Um, I doesn't mean to say I, I condone what these charlatans are doing, but I don't see a way to stop them without getting too much government interference and censorship. But it, it is tragic. Now, in business, okay, it's probably not quite so life-threatening, but people taking bad advice in business can see them going bankrupt, can see them losing business, can see them struggling and working too hard, and they think it's cheaper. They genuinely think going online and getting free advice for a year and following it is better or cheaper, I should say, than paying us, say, 18 grand for us to teach you for a year. And I know if you are in a business of the kind we will work with, so you're doing from, say, 500K to 5 million, to you, 18K isn't really anything at all. You are probably dealing with invoices both outgoing and incoming, um, bigger than that every day of the week you know we we've been with people we, we teach people they make their money back in the first one or two sales quite yeah. easily I, mean, I don't i don't know what his numbers are but the latest guy who's got a five out of five 100 percent record in six out of six. Oh, six out of six now is it right he's got a six out of six I, I don't know what his numbers are, but from what we've said before, he's made his money back several times over. And he's not even paid us the entire year yet. 
Right? Yeah. Max in elite, that's, that's 36K. So sure. I think they're charging right. prices five times higher as well. Yes, he is. I know that too. So, you know, we, it, it's, it's a false economy to think it's cheaper to try and figure this stuff out on your own. I mean, a good example, and I'm, so I'm not breaking any confidences here because he posted this publicly. Benjamin Denny, the cold calling guy. Fabulous chat, by the way. I recommend everyone listening to this connects with him, looks him up. He's a, he's a top bloke. Not only is his material top quality, but he's a top bloke as well. Yeah. I sing his praises all day long. But Benjamin Denny, he's, he's written about his journey into being the, the, the UK's most hated sales train, which is a brilliant tagline, by the way. Um, and yeah, he, he started out and he struggled and he was going into debt. And he put tens of thousands on his credit cards and things, and he talks about this. And then he just worked and worked and worked and got good at this and paid paid for the right advice from the right people. And fast forward, and I don't know how many years this is. It's probably not more than five or six. Some years later, he's got his own house. He's got a nice car, and he's learning to fly, which is a rich man's hobbit. All right? Well, that's what can happen if you are willing to invest the money and put the work in. Now, what would Benjamin have done where would he be now if he'd just gone on LinkedIn and asked for free advice and followed, and this is the important thing, and followed the mediocre consensus, the general opinion of what everyone thinks is about right? He'd still be fucking struggling, if not bankrupt, because he was putting money on his credit cards. Anytime you have a, a problem or a skill that you're trying to learn, you're going to pay for it with one, one or two things. Time. Or money. Or energy. Three scarce resources, time, energy, or money. You pay money, you get the shortcuts. You get there super quick. Otherwise, you've got to put in the long hours and make all the mistakes yourself. It tends to be similar outcomes. But if you're dealing with that problem, you, you, you're paying for it for one way or the other. We here always tend to choose to pay with money because it's the fastest way to fix a fucking problem or gain the skills that are required to do whatever we're embarking upon, paying yeah, them with time and it, uh, paying it with time or energy, it's the fucking point. You're gonna, well, we're then gonna get into the maths of opportunity cost and all of that jazz of you wasting your time for six months while the market market moves on and you miss sales, which we don't want to do because we've hit the half an hour mark. Yeah, exactly. So, John, where do they go? What do they do? Best thing to do is grab the book M82. So, it's wellfedbusiness.com forward slash book. Simple as that. Nice and easy. It's about 20 quid or something, plus a bit of delivery. It's 23.50, I think, including delivery in the UK. I do. And with that, you get the most unbelievable free gift ever, which is a shit ton of videos and resources and whatnot to tide you over in the membership site whilst you wait for your book to arrive and on that note stay in your lane don't be a dickhead and if you want to work with us privately email holly at wellfedbusiness.com see you later bye